So as a company director, as a company owner, you're always looking at, okay, but how is that going to affect my bottom line? Mm, I'm paying an extra day for someone, but actually it's much better. You know, there's a view that potentially the education, you know, um, curriculum isn't necessarily designed for the future, you know, and, and the employee of the future. You know, you've got to get in, involved within the education settings yeah. and go and expose these, these young people into technology and careers in tech. What you've got to understand is that these kids are already using technology. Yeah, yeah. They're more savvy than we are than yeah. in my time. Yeah. 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 So they've already got a lot of these skills that are sort of, you know, there. It's, to them, it's about, okay, but then how do I make money? How do I become employed in this area. You know, you get developers that haven't got the commercial knowledge or IT people that haven't got the commercial knowledge. We're trying to infuse that in them by being part of the community. All right, I want to ask you a question I ask everybody, which is, um, podcast is called Tomorrow's Workplace Today. Yeah. So if you cast your mind forward 10 years, mm -hmm. what are the big seismic changes do you think that you're going to see within the, the tech recruitment market? I think... Hi, I'm Steve. I'm the Digital Director here at Spectrum Group. Welcome to the podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Neil and John. I'm also joined by a very special guest, tech entrepreneur Antonio Tombanane. Please remember, like, subscribe, share. It really does help what we're doing. And with all that said, welcome to tomorrow's workplace today. So welcome to Antonio. Uh, do you want to just give us a bit of background, who you are, what you do? Yeah, okay. So my name is Antonio Tombanani and I'm a, an entrepreneur in Hull. So uh, I run an IT recruitment business, a tech events business, and now we're building the first digital training tech hub in Hull. Wow. Yes. Lo loads to go at. <laughs> right. Yeah, lot to go at. Yeah. So, Busy man. <laughs> so we're going to dive into tech talent recruitment, how you recruit talent, how do you retain talent. Yes. And a bit about the kind of Yorkshire tech scene as well. Yeah, That's cool. Right. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, excellent. So, so talk to me about the market. Then we all we all know it's bonkers at the minute. But yes, what's your kind of from the coalface? What's going on in terms of tech recruitment at the minute? Yeah, it's a it's a very tough market out there. I'll say this. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of uh, competition for talent. You know, and there's not enough talent. So this is not just a regional problem or Yorkshire problem. It's a global problem and yeah. everybody's feeling it. You know, if you're a small tech business in this region and you're trying to grow, you'll feel it the most because, mm -hmm. you know, the prices in terms of uh, the cost to hire, you know, or to actually find the best talent, the salaries are quite high. And obviously because of the pandemic, that's kind of really, you know, made it even harder because now people can work from home and yeah. get a job from London, you know, a London salary in Hull. So it's a major problem that we are absolutely working hard to try and solve and help the region with, you know, getting talent. You know, And, it, and it's region. not just small tech businesses that are struggling, is it? You were telling me beforehand, there's some big names that you're working with yeah. that have got similar challenges, is that fair? Yeah. Everybody's got similar challenges. You know, we work with all the big top four tech brands in the world, uh, such as AWS, Microsoft, you name it. Uh, and they're all having the same challenges, which is upskilling. You know, what you've got to bear in mind is all these big tech brands have got their own reseller networks across the world that are selling the products. So the reseller network is going back to them and saying, where's the talent going to come from? How are we going to solve this problem? Mm -hmm. It's a global problem. You know, we're just feeling it the most because, you know, we get a lot of brain drain out of our city. You know, I think there's a lot of work we need to do within the education system to help. So, and that's kind of why I focus a lot on, you know, my job, my day job is to try and solve that problem. All right. So if you were sat talking to a digital director that struggles to recruit, yes. uh, just imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would you do? What's, what's the answer to the problem? 
I would say, you know, have a have a plan. You know, have a yeah. have a don't look at it on a six month basis. You know, have a look at it on a two or three year plan. You know, because you have to build your talent. You have to start very early. I think that's one of the key things that we're saying because a lot of the times when we speak to CIOs or CTOs or digital direct marketing directors, you know, they have a problem that is already there. Yeah. You know, the problem is already happening. So there's already a lack of skills. So you have to keep on building these talent pipelines. You have to get involved with the education system. You have to get involved with the initiative like ours, which is, you know, about innovation, but also skills. You know, get your brand to be the first brand that, your next talent's going to realize that actually I want to go and work for them. Yeah. That's really key. So the employer branding bit is also quite big. So it's always about thinking ahead. I would say that's one of the best advice I'll give you. Cool. So you, you use that as a good opportunity to drop in your next adventure, which is which is brilliant. So talk to us about that then. Talk to us about the yes, what you, the the new kind of yes. education of yeah. So the Edge Hub. So yeah, the Edge Hub is a is a is for skills and enterprise. It's a digital skills tech hub where we're actually delivering courses and training from the biggest brands in the world. So we're working with the likes of Google, IBM, Amazon, Microsoft. We're offering these on demand. So if you're a business that you have got employees or you're for an individual, you know, who's just looking to upskill, you can come to this hub and get skilled. It's actually done within your own time frame. So you can do it in three months or six months. And it's actually the latest technology that you're learning. But it's in an environment that's a business commercial environment. So you can come and hot desk at this place. Okay. You know, you can network with people whilst learning these new skills. So that's a really different concept to what we're actually delivering in Hull. And we're hoping to be, hoping to be operational by the end of the year and oh, up okay. and running. So is this for developers then? Who, who should be listening to this and going, yeah, that sounds right for me? Developers? A developer, you know, an IT support infrastructure, you know, first line, if you're getting first first job in IT, whether it's first line, second, you know, you're looking at cybersecurity. We're just doing some work at the moment with, uh, with with Hull College and one of our other partners around fiber optics. So we're training engineers to become fiber optics installers. We know that Hull's basically going to be one of the most competitive areas for, for broadband but they're going to need the skills. So this is an example of something that we're already doing and delivering now. So we're upskilling 30 individuals as we speak now that, you know, wouldn't have had the opportunity to go into that sort of you know, em employment. And then from there on, they can become, you know, network infrastructure engineers. They can become data center managers. So really long-term employment. We're looking at that's kind of our focus. Okay. Yeah. Jobs of the future. And it's, so it's not classroom. They're not going to rock up and sit in front of a PowerPoint all day, or are they? Or what? What, what does it look like? Day it's a mix. Yeah, there's a mix. So there's a mix that you know we actually we 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 believe that learning is changed and it's always going to be different. You know, so the traditional learning is not only going to be viable for certain people or certain circumstances. Mm. So you're going to have opportunities to learn virtually, opportunities to to learn in a in a classroom environment, but also to have a, an opportunity to learn within a, a, a business environment where you're actually talking to other businesses, learning about the issues and problems because as we had a discussion earlier on before this the podcast we spoke about you know you get developers that haven't got the commercial knowledge or it mm. people that haven't got the commercial knowledge we're trying to infuse that in them by being part of the community mm. so that's how we it's going to work where, where's this going to be located it's going to be located on Mighton street opposite the bonus arena in Hull. Ah, yeah, okay. in Hull. Yes. Yeah. The tech centre of Yorkshire. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. So so you mentioned Antonio about yes. um education and obviously th this sounds uh, amazing and, and certainly for the for the you know the people of here and now that's gonna be really strong. But yeah. obviously we've all got kids that are in education, primary, secondary, whatever it is. Um, how do we get them to get into this sooner? 
Yes. You know, we've mentioned it before in other podcasts that, you know, there's a view that potentially the education, you know, um, curriculum isn't necessarily designed for the future, you know, and, and the employee of the future. Yeah. How how do we do that? I know you're, you can't be a one man crusader, yes, but, exactly, but yeah. what are your thoughts on how we can, yeah. how we can get education establishments or, you know, yeah. um, Getting trust to, to take it on. To take it on. So I'll give you an example. Last week we did what we call a features in tech uh, days. So we are still doing it. We could continue to do this week as well. We had our, our, some of our partners, employer partners, you know, go into schools and engage with students, you know, mm. uh, young students that would never had opportunity or exposure into careers of the future. So I think that's really important. You know, you've got to get in, involved within the education settings yeah. and go and expose these, these young people into technology and careers in tech. What you've got to understand is that these kids are already using technology. Yeah, yeah. They're more savvy than we are than yeah. in my time. Yeah. 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 So they've already got a lot of these skills that are sort of, you know, there. It's, to them, it's about, okay, but then how do I make money? How do I become employed in this area? Do you know, what can I do? What excites me? Because you can be a creative person or somebody who is in art or any other sort of, you know, different type of sort of, you know, uh, interest yeah. in, in your career, but using technology. Mm. So that's kind of mm. where the focus is. Tech is everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, mm. so, so that's what we do. I would say, look, you know, get them involved. Look at what their talents are. What do they really like doing? You know, if there's drawing or whatever, okay, do you know that can be a graphics designer or it can be, you know, working for one of the biggest brands doing whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? And so the, there is that. It's really interesting because um, my son uh, just got just got accepted for his first job. It's not really a proper job, but he's actually uh, within their school. They've created um, tech consultants, so the students are tech consultants to teachers and fellow students, so that they then say, right, actually, you know, they hold like um, uh, what they call you know uh, nurseries where people come in and go, um, right, I've got a problem with my phone or whatever. And then it's students that are actually going, do you know what? Yeah, it, you know, that's what you need to do. Try this, try that. Yeah. But it's also for the teachers to, to benefit from this. So, you know, he was proper made up when he got the acceptance letter come through on, <laughs> on his email. That's so, but, but I think that's really good. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's the first I've heard of that. There's a need for that, isn't there? I mean, I, I look at some of the processes, some of the businesses now that have digitized all of their work. Mm -hmm. People like my parents, 50, 60, 70, how on earth are they meant to engage with these businesses because they yeah they struggle i end up doing it on their behalf there's an opportunity yeah. to use the youth and the the knowledge experience they've got to help the elder generation yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely you're right good so talk to us uh about the four-day week then because that, that was mm -hmm. big news uh, yeah. a couple of years <laughs> ago, years ago yeah a couple of years ago uh, good timing uh, yeah, just yeah, before the just pandemic before COVID, yeah <laughs> we're actually in lisbon walking and you know uh, and we just thought about this we thought look you know, what if we did this? You know, we're a very small business, right? But what if we're to empower our uh, our our team and think about sort of, you know, you know, at that time we were really, really busy doing a lot of work, but we're like, actually, we need to start thinking about the well-being. You know, what does that look like? You know, because sometimes we think it's just a pay rise that will make a big difference. But actually, I think it's the extra time with your kids, your yeah. family, that mm -hmm. is actually a bigger difference. Yeah. So we started looking at that in terms of, you know, how do we implement that? And we did it, you know, we started trialing the four day week uh, where, you know, you work four days a week, you get paid for five. So this is not working four days a week, but cramming in an extra day in those four days. Mm -hmm. That defeats the object. Instead of eight hours, yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah. instead of eight hours, you're doing 10 across four that. days. No, that's not it. You actually gain an extra day from the business back to you. Interesting. There is a caveat. It's got to be based on productivity. So that's what we were looking for. We we're looking, okay, if the results are there and actually keeps on improving, we'll continue to do it. 
And that's why we sort of, you know, when we trialed, we did that. So we noticed one of the f- things that we had from some of our team was, you know what, for the first few times, I've been able to go and pick my son up from, from school mm. at 3 p.m. To me, that was more worth more than anything, basically, you know, the value of actually having that. Yeah. But we also noticed a 50% increase in productivity. So as a company director, as a company so, owner, you're always looking at, okay, but how is that going to affect my bottom line? Mm, I'm yeah. paying an extra day for someone, but actually it's much better. You know, it's really positive. Yeah, and we had, I mean, a lot of PR around it. Mm. You know, we, we spoke to everybody, the news media and everybody, people yeah, from all over the world got in touch with us. Yeah, a lot yeah. of attention over it, but it really worked. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I, I'm seeing people doing now more. I think there was a report that came out recently that said 86% people, people that took try, did the last trial said they would love to implement that long term. Mm. You know, I think it's something that every business is going to have to analyze how does that work for the business, right? One of the first things that we had as a challenge, as a learning point was, I want every Friday off, yeah. um, every Monday off. Yeah. No, it's got to be rotating. So okay. you've you got to be able to rotate and make sure that it's business critical. So there's always got to be somebody, the business doesn't shut on a Friday. It's still operational. It's just that somebody, some of your team are off. So do you have a routine then? You like kind of routine, move from yeah. day to day, right? Yes. So that's, yeah. that's you've got to have almost like a, a rotor system yeah. that works for okay. everybody. And you know, you take it in turns that, you know, I'll have this Friday and then you'll have the next Friday. That's sort of how we, we implemented it. And you say you measure productivity and that's a kind of key KPI yes. to test whether it's a yes. success or not. So what does that actually look like? How do you measure the productivity yeah. of your team? Yeah. Okay. For example, we look at, okay, you know, sales value, you know, orders, how, how many orders are we getting? You know, yeah. uh, how many calls are we making? How many touch points are we keeping with our clients? You know, all the, 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 the KPIs that you'd have anyways within a business environment, yeah. we monitor those okay. and we believe that they have to keep on going or increase in order to make it viable. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that you have to really religiously monitor almost on a weekly basis. If you have a CRM system or dashboard that can, can actually give you that information, I'd obviously advise to, to always have that. And is that a, team level or is it an individual level if you hit your kpis you can uh, you can have that four day week or if you don't then you can't or is it as a team the kpis are going in the right direction and therefore everybody gets yeah. a four day week or yeah not? We, we all work as a team so you know okay. for, from a business perspective you know we have to pull as one so if there's obviously someone that's not that's a person where, where they're not performing we need to view the person's performance yeah. but it's got to be a team effort otherwise it doesn't work yeah did you think that helped with the fact that the mentality is i don't want to let my teammate down so i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i'm doing my end of the bargain yeah absolutely because it can quickly you know that's the caveat can quickly be removed if it's not Mm. working and when you say quickly removed what was what was the kind of um sort of frequency you know was it right actually this week yeah next week we're gonna have a four-day week and then we'll monitor it. Was it on a rolling weekly basis? How how did you do it? You've got to give it time. That's right. one thing is I will say, you know, we give it three to six months to really, to get some proper data to be able to review it. Because you can't just give it on a weekly basis and sure. say, look, it's not working. You really got to invest more time to make sure that it's working. Because, yeah. you know, you could be talking about, you know, a deal today that's not going to happen in, yeah. in December. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it was part of when you was working as part of the, uh, for the four day week. So I said, that's quite important to give it time to make sure that it works, but you review it on a weekly basis. So that if there's any things that you catch among the along the way you can deal with it there and then okay you know and and as you said you know from your question about letting your team down it wasn't just about letting your team down it was also about you know what i still want to go and pick up my son or my mm. daughter from school you know what i mean i enjoy that that's yeah. one of the moments that i can i get to do that yeah. 
Fair. So you want to keep that. Yeah. And has that been part of your kind of retention strategy? And to go back to the, the talent question, how do you recruit? How do you yes. retain talent? Yes. Is that, have you, has it helped, I guess, yeah. in that sense? Yeah. When we did that, we saw an uplift in sort of in applications for, for some of the jobs yeah. we're recruiting for. Massive uplift. You know, people wanted to come and work with us, you know, uh, because of thought, actually, I believe this company is going to think about my well-being and you know what really matters to me my work-life balance yeah so we saw that and those that are already working for us you know the thought you know what this company really cares about me you yeah. know and why would i want to go elsewhere and so to be clear you've temporarily you're not doing that at the minute you're doing a five-day week but yes. it's, it's something you're looking yeah, to bring 100%, back right? yeah yeah we, we 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 took a pause uh during the pandemic just to bring everybody back into the office because we're working remotely and everything else so uh by the end of november we're going to start implementing that full-time and what what are the benefits that you saw from it last time around that has meant that you want to kind of bring it back in November? Um, just, I mean, my team's morale, the mental well-being of everybody. Yeah. You know, the idea that you actually got a day, potentially during the week that you, if you had a, a hospital appointment or something that you needed to do, you can plan ahead. So mm -hmm. those are the benefits that we saw. But we saw uh, business benefits as well. You know, as a business, we were doing quite, quite, quite well during that period of trial. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people were... You know, we're performing really at uh, uh, above. You say fifteen percent or 50? 50, 50 percent yeah. increase yeah. in performance. Yeah, productivity, yeah, performance. Yeah. Well, stupid question warning. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Were there any of your staff members that weren't keen on doing a four-day week or found it hard to adopt working four days? Because I sometimes think that some people can be really busy and trying to get it all done in four days could be you know could be you know really challenging so i'm i'm interested well curious probably as to whether some people were like do you know what? yeah that's great in principle but reality is i can't get it all done in four days yeah yeah mm. well, well yeah there was a few people that had sort of a bit of an apprehension in terms of you know this is my work pattern this is how, how i like to work right yeah, you know you're kind routine. of yeah, yeah i'm in a routine you're taking me away from my routine you know i don't like working under pressure to get things done in four days or whatever so there was that discussion around look you know what it's not you're not under pressure you know you're having to be more productive so you have to work smarter mm. so the things that you think actually are mundane tasks you need to almost try and automate them or, yeah. or, or, or being in system to automate them. Really interesting. I was just going to say what a segue that is. Hi guys, I just want to jump in and talk about a specific area of automation which we often get involved in, which is the processing of supplier invoices or accounts payable automation as it's also known. Most businesses have invoices that they get sent from their suppliers. Essentially what our solutions do is they read those invoices, they extract key information from them, like purchase order numbers, supplier codes or supplier names. We then use that information and match that up against digital records. So can we find a purchase order number? Can we find a good receive note for that product? If we can, then we can match it up, we can reconcile it, and we can automatically post that into your finance system. What makes us different is that we configure our solutions to be specific to your organization. So we're not an out the box, plug it in and see what you get. We actually understand more about your processes, your organization, your supplier base, and we configure the solution to meet those requirements. Hopefully that's enough to pique your interest. If it is, get in touch, let's have a chat. Did you have to then introduce or, you know, bring tech in or something that, yeah. that would help with those mundane tasks? Yes, we had. Uh, and I think this is the great thing about technology. You know, it's actually solved the problem to a solution. It was a solution to a problem that we had, which actually was bringing a, a brand new CRM system that mm -hmm. allowed us to, you know, you know, automatically send emails off the CRM system. So mm -hmm. follow-ups, you know, tasks and all that kind of stuff. So 
brilliant. You know, it really makes a big difference. You know, we went paperless, so there was no less printing. So like the amazing things that you guys are doing here. Mm. So yeah, anybody yeah, listening, yeah. you need to be speaking you to yourself. Take fans to the <laughs> 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 What's the RM did you put in? I'm interested. HubSpot. Okay, yeah. HubSpot. Yeah. What one question actually? Did you did everybody take up the offer of the four day week? Yes, they, they did. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, everybody did. And and was it everyone had to be on board, or you know, because it'd be interesting. I guess if let's say ninety percent were like, yeah, I'm all for this, and then ten percent were like, yeah, I'm quite happy just staying as I am. Did you did you want everyone on the same? journey or was we it wanted everybody we were not going to force if they didn't okay. want to be on it so i mean yeah. but i don't see why you wouldn't want to well i've oh, worked yeah. in businesses yeah. before where it's unlimited holiday yes. temporarily and what that business found Wait, don't get any ideas <laughs> people took less holiday yeah because the they had the option that, yeah. yeah they they just didn't go on holiday to the point where they actually get scrapped it and said you need to take holiday you need to take two weeks off every week yeah. as a block so i just yeah. wondered if yeah, it's a similar type of mindset that, you know, you you got to have. It's like, you know, as you said, the unlimited holidays. People, you know, we got to treat people like adults, right? Mm. In my business, that's what we do. You know, you know, if they want a time off or if you wanted to do, you know, it's an initiative that we're all working in it together. Mm. So I, I think that was always a focus. It's like, if you don't want to be part of it, that's fine. But if you're part of it, you know, let's really make a difference, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what we, we looked at. Um, but nobody was against it. Everybody wanted it. No, <laughs> what What are other businesses doing to recruit and retain talent? Because you're out speaking to businesses every day. Yes. What's, what's that? And you talked about the the employer brand. Yes. And I presume, and you said it's not just the salary; it's the no. broader package. Yeah. So what are the things that? People are offering, but also candidates are looking yeah, for yeah. requesting you. Or, yeah, I think you know since since the pandemic, a lot of people how we how we see the workplace is completely changed. Mm. So we're no longer just motivated by how much money I make. It's actually what does actually mean to me as a person, my values. You know, so I'm seeing that a lot of employers are offering things that are more related to the family. You know, to your work life balance. You know, if you're somebody who likes to travel, like you said, unlimited holidays or mm. you know healthcare packages that there was have always been before, but now looking at sort of things like bringing mental health officers that are coming into the office talk about mental health so mm. there's a lot of things around that sort of you know initiatives like that but obviously with that comes the rest of the stuff like birthdays off that's something that we always do we've done that for for many years you know yeah. uh, friday beers together with the team and pizzas and all that kind of stuff i'm seeing businesses bringing sort of you know like yoga instructors or you know things that are more about your mindset and your mental health and well-being mm -hmm. because we know that the work environment is forever going to be changing so these are the benefits that we're seeing a lot but employer branding is one of the biggest things, I think, you know, because you've got to be able to attract the right talent by making sure that you are talking to them directly as an employer when you brand yourself. Yeah. So, you know, and and it's so so tough out there at the moment that, you know, it is a, a candidate's market, especially in tech. Yeah, they've got mm. choices. You know, they've got yeah. choices, you know. Mm. I can get a job in Silicon Valley working in Hull, mm. <laughs> earning £200,000 salary, wow. yeah. right? So how do you compete against that? Yeah. You know, it's got to be really something that's going to get you inspired to say, look, you know what? And you've got to have a vision. You've got to be very visionary because I, I see that a lot of sort of, you know, tech people, they like to work on projects that are going to change, you know, uh, people's lives or yeah. something like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you get them on your vision and you market it properly, then you're going to get the right talent. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It's people want to work on stuff that's exciting, don't they? Yeah. Using exciting technology and yeah. interesting products. Yeah, emerging tech. They're always looking at, okay, emerging tech. How are you transforming, you know? Uh, you know, How are you moving sort of things, you know, making things happen? Mm. And I think that's where the market is at. And, you know, if 
You know, we're getting people that are coming out of university now, you know, uh, kids that have got no experience asking for 50,000 pound salaries, mm. you know, so that's how bad it is at the yeah, moment. It's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? But on that then, Antonio, yeah. sorry, Steve, but, but mm. on that, so straight out of uni, yeah, yeah. I've got a 2-1 or I've got yeah. a first class degree yeah. and I'm this, yeah. Um, and I want 50,000 pounds a mm -hmm. year and, and I want four day week and all, all of all those sort of things. Yeah. Is there not, a, 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 from the employer's point of view, yes, mm -hmm. at the moment it's tough getting talent. Yeah. But for me, granted, slightly older than the, the rest of you, but I'm kind of thinking, I'd be, I'd think if I was coming straight out of uni, yeah, 50 grand sounds brilliant, but the pressure that would hit you straight through on the day one. Yes. Well, come on then, let's, let's see it. I, I, Surely, and I know at the moment it's all about, you know, well, not all about, but quite important is, you know, how much am I getting paid and what's coming to my salary apart yeah. from all the other benefits we've, yeah. we've discussed. But I'm, for me, it's more around that whole, why would you put kind of a target on your back straight off the bat, yes. first job, yeah. rather than go, actually, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to evolve. Maybe in my second job, I'll say I want 50 grand yes. or 70 grand yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Do employers not question when someone says i'm straight out of uni and, and i want fifty thousand pounds please and i guess to to jump on the back of that is, yeah. is who set that level of expectation was it the university saying oh yeah go on this course and get an x yeah. amount of thousands yeah. of debt because you can get this this job at the end of it or has it been other recruitment companies in in a different area they put the ads out there and yeah. sometimes they put yeah. some big salaries yeah. on there just to sort of whether it be disrupt or just kind of set yeah. expectations and then when you actually get in the, yeah do you know i mean it's not always yeah. what it's advertised to i be, know what but. you're saying yeah it's it's just the supply and demand <coughs> okay. basically right the demand is there and some employers are willing to take the risk on bringing somebody on that salary and train them to retain him do you know what i mean mm. me wow. personally i wouldn't do it because mm. i think that's kind of starting on the wrong sort of you know you know the morals of it you know around business and ethics of it you know if you haven't got the right skills that you're actually not commercially experienced why would i pay you that amount of salary mm. yeah. i'd rather sort of you know put a lot of the investment into building a talent pipeline, you know, as green as they come and then bring them into my business, yeah. you know, and train them. So I spend more time training them to upskill them. Do you know what I mean? Instead of- Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. That, that's the approach that we've taken, yes. certainly with the technical guys downstairs, it's recruit good, ambitious people from Hull University yeah. and kind of train them up. Train them up, yeah. People. I would definitely focus on that. I think that's kind of where where the, the, the difference is between those that are, you know, coming off, off of university, think they can get a 50K salary and make off their bedroom and expect a pizza Domino's delivered every Friday <laughs> <Yeah>. to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, come on. Yeah. We're living in the real world, but it's because of the demand. Is this a bubble yeah. though? It is. Is this uh, going to burst? Not anytime soon. No? Because really? we haven't, yeah, we're not catching up with the skills. What that's... you have is got a, you've got a massive skills gap. Yeah. So the older generation that were always in tech are retiring. Mm. And that generation here is not there yet. Mm. And tech is moving so fast that you bring somebody in, you've got to almost train them and on, on a monthly basis. As we know, we're now talking about web free. We're talking about NFTs, the metaverse. Mm. So all that kind of stuff that's happening, you know, the best way to work on this is to really go at source and sort it there. Yeah. And yeah. do you find companies are, are going near shore or offshore or they're looking for talent? It's, they've opened their eyes to a wider talent pool or, yeah. and has that kind of driven things? Because again, yeah, there's some massive companies out there that recruit globally. And yeah. again, India's always been one of those where they talk about and, and yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Or I did, we went to a, a, a talk where there was a global HR director from Snowflake and he was in okay. Leeds and he was saying 
they had the issue where they was recruiting certain people, say in America, in yeah. California, yeah. paying them Californian wages, and then they were they, it was keeping yeah. track of them that was the issue. Yeah. They were moving to a, yeah. a, a cheaper place to live, but yeah. then expecting it's like you said earlier, it's the London salaries for up north exactly living yeah. costs. So. Yeah, yeah. I was having a chat with that. Uh, with a CTO of one of the top four companies, and and he's only the only one of the only CTOs, one of the thirty six CTOs in this uh, big global company, and they were saying, look, they were sending a lot of their talent and outsourcing it from the likes of India, you know, and going there, but the cost because every man and his dog is now going to India for the mm. same sort of talent, mm. it's gone up. Yeah. So what they're looking at now is okay, it can't be done in London because London's already very expensive. What are the cost benefit exercises of having near shore but let's say up north where the mm -hmm. cost of living is much more mm -hmm. better but how do we achieve that how do we create an ecosystem so you've got to have the right partners on board you've got to have the right educational partners on board the right companies that are working with you so it's almost like everybody's effort so i think you know to to back to your question you know yeah they were going like offshore yeah, but, but the cost of going offshore is actually quite high now and obviously the current you know uh, sort of you know stuff happening in russia and ukraine mm. that's not helped as well because you know there's a lot of talent over there mm. so yeah so it's, it's a massive challenge for for cios for ctos you know what i mean that are actually facing right now you know and again if you're a small business that you know you're in tech and you're trying to grow it's unsustainable because the cost is always going to keep on going up and it's not going to stop soon. So my advice is always look, look at going back, you know, start investing now. If you're looking at long term, mm. you know, short term, you could probably use contracting. Do you know what I mean? But they're expensive as well. Yeah. They're very expensive. You know, they'll solve you the problem. But if you're quite smart in terms of your strategy, you can use somebody who's a, a very senior contractor working alongside one of your junior guys. Mm. So while they're working on a project, they're teaching somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time they're finished, you almost got the two for the price of one, in mm. essence. Yeah. So there's different strategies that we're always working with employers. Like and you've got to retain people. Because you've got people like you sniffing around stuff. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why we literally went to the, to the actually how do we sort the problem because it's unethical and I think it's it's not attainable to be moving people from one company yeah. to the one company and I think mm -hmm. that's kind of morally doesn't sit right with us you know so you you see the same faces going oh I've got 50k I've got 60k oh my god you've just gone round do you know yeah. what I mean yeah, and yeah, they've yeah. earned another 50k on top. To ransom, just exactly so shit. to me that's morally not right so that's why we're working with a lot with the education sector we're working with a lot of the business sector mm -hmm. to try and change that Guys, I'm back. I just want to jump in and talk about a specific area of automation that we get involved in, which is called RPA, also known as Robotic Process Automation. Basically, what that does is it replicates human behavior. So we use software bots to replicate human behavior. So anywhere where you've got people or teams of people going onto different systems, copying, pasting data, going onto web applications or portals, downloading information, uploading information, any of that stuff tends to be rule-based. Go here, do this, do that. And instead of using your people to do that, actually you can use a bot to do that. So we can train, configure a bot to do exactly that process. It's a massive growth area, really exciting, exciting technology. Gartner talked about it as being the fastest growing enterprise technology in the market. Hopefully that's enough to repeat your interest. If it is, get in touch, let's have a chat, see if we can help. Going back to the, what? sorry, what's the initiative that you mentioned? The, the Edge, Edge Hub, yes. Hub. So for a business, so take Spectrum as an example, if mm -hmm. we wanted to get involved, yes. what would that look like? Could we help shape the curriculum and develop a program for people? Yes, 100%. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. You know, We're partnering with companies such as yourselves where 
we say, okay, let's design a, a curriculum of, okay, what is the next spectrum employer, employee looks like? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So how can we shape a curriculum that is fit for purpose for them? And it's always evolving. Okay. So, and that's how we do it, you know? And commercially then, so who, who pays? Is it the candidate they pay to be part of it? Is it us as an organization that pays or is it both? Or how, what does that uh, I mean, the candidate usually doesn't pay for anything okay. in, in our opinion, because obviously if they're looking for work or if they're looking to upskill, you know, they don't pay. There are courses that they can pay, you know, yeah. that are available, but there's also government funding that's available to part pay because we understand that actually some of the training is going to cost a bit of money. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So there needs to be support from a government. Okay. So at the moment, we know that whole city council run an upskilling uh, fund, which will pay up to £1,500 per person that you upskill. So depending on the size of your business. So there's a lot of pots of money available to cover some of those costs, you know, um, and it just depends in terms of, you know, what you want to do. Okay. All right, let's have a chat afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to us about the Yorkshire tech scene then, because we see yeah. a bit of it, we, a bit in Hesel. Um, yes. We don't get huge exposure to what else is going yeah. on in Leeds yep. and Sheffield and wherever else. So what's, yeah. what's exciting stuff that's happening around Yeah, here? I mean, we just had Leeds Digi Fest and that's just happened uh, last week and the week before. Uh, and I think it was... Uh, it's a lot happening, you know, it's a lot of exciting things happening. You know, we, we're, we're just working on the levelling up agenda in terms of, okay, what does levelling up look for Yorkshire, look mm. like for Yorkshire? And, you know, I work quite closely with the likes of Stuart Clark, who runs, um, who runs Leeds Digifest, but he also sits on my board. So okay. there's a lot of exciting things that are happening. There's a lot of startups coming out of Leeds, you know, uh, and, and sort of, you know, out of the Yorkshire area, York, Sheffield as well. Sheffield have got a similar type of, you know, texting. That's a lot happening. I think, you know, uh, over the next few years, we're going to see the shift happening quite faster you know uh, as you probably see there's a news that you know you know Leeds has had so much investment in tech you know yeah. we've had a lot of investment in, in tech and IT you know over some of the businesses in, in our region you know um, that are actually getting quite a lot of investment but what we need to keep on building is the success of you know startups creating that bigger startup communities you know and that's kind of what we're working with you know uh, with the edge hub sort of you know uh, yeah. ideas actually you know where we're going to get all the next future tech startups, you know, from our region, you know, and how can the bigger companies support that mm. mission? Um, but it's a quite exciting area, area to be at the moment in tech, as you well know. There's a lot of investment, you know. Um, it's just, you know, you know, we need to keep on beating the drum that actually don't just go to London, come to Yorkshire. Yeah. There's a lot happening here, a lot of innovation, yeah. I love what you said earlier in terms of people not necessarily looking offshore, but looking yeah. near shore. Near shore, yeah. The north of England. Yes, it's a bit like when we went to Newcastle, our, our office at Newcastle, that that centre of data innovation yeah. and, and things like that. They, I think they, they announced a stat that Newcastle was yeah number one for creating sort of data scientists yeah. and things like that. Which again, wow, up north and 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 again the skill sets. It's it's yeah. I think Cambridge yeah. was second. So again, yeah, it's one of those yeah. that needs to be shouted about and Absolutely. advertised. Yeah, and I mean outside of Yorkshire as well, we've got the Manchester Tech Festival mm. that's happening in October. You know, mm. we met with um, Amy, Naomi, and uh, and Stuart Clark and myself. We actually, hold on a minute, we've got a bit of a, of a bigger voice here. You know, mm. the Manchester Tech Festival is probably going to be one of the biggest festival, the biggest festival in Manchester and the Northwest. We've got to bring it together. <laughs> so. Working with Leeds and working with the Humber Tech Week Humber, you know, we're trying to bring that voice together for the North, saying, look, okay, you know, we need to unite and work together and collaborate together. So we're supporting Leeds DJ Fest and then we're supporting Manchester Tech Fest mm -hmm. and then everybody's coming to support Tech Week Humber in November. So that's kind of what so we're, how we're working. So about that then. What's going on in Tech Week Humber? Who's, who's speaking? What's going on? 
Yeah, quite exciting this year. Uh, we're actually doing uh, a full week of events. So we've got a Google event. So one of the first kickoff days, actually, we're going to have a Google Digital Garage event, uh, which is going to be uh, done by Google. We have uh, the, the Expo Day, which is actually the Tuesday, the uh, 8th of November. And that's happening at the uh, KCOM Stadium. Okay. Um, Sorry, the MKM Stadium, it's changed names. Yeah. Um, so that's happening on the 8th of November. So there's going to be a lot of businesses exhibiting, you know, showcasing the innovation and technology products there. Uh, that's for the full day. And then we have a celebration evening, you know, on the on the, on the night of the 8th. Uh, we, we also have a, an educators conference at the Hilton. So that's going to be really for all the key decision makers in education. Because one of the things that we covered upon when we were speaking earlier on was actually we also need to work with the educators because yeah, the educators they need to know what skills we want. Yeah, uh, we have some fantastic speakers from all over the world coming and supporting the event. And you know you can see the lineup on the website, which is www.techwecomber.com. There's some amazing people there, and we also have education days where we physically go into schools and colleges and talk to students yeah. and inspire them and think about digital careers and technology. So that's something that's going to happen at uh, Hull College uh, for the one day and then at Wilberforce College for the other. Brilliant. So it's quite exciting week, uh, a lot happening, get involved. Right, yeah, remind me the dates. Uh, from the 7th of November to the 11th of November. Okay, and is it too late come businesses get involved? Is yes, any business can late? get involved, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so just get in touch with us. Happy to speak to anybody who wants to do something with us. I'm sure we, we should. I think I went to the, one of the first ones at the bonus arena. That yes, was good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I think the. Yes, the <laughs> massive robot. There. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm wow. still trying to figure out whether that's a human or a robot. I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I noticed that the, the there was a lot of schools, a lot of colleges there, yes. that type of thing. Yeah. And from your perspective, for businesses like ourselves, would you set it up? Because uh, I went along yeah. and it was a bit like mm, maybe the, the the message wasn't mm -hmm. as good because I think it, it, it's more of a recruitment event, I guess, or, mm -hmm. or kind of just to speak to the kids about what it's like yeah. working in mm -hmm. tech, what, what type of jobs they can get, yeah. what type of career path they should mm -hmm. get. So I think if we were to approach it again, we need to yeah approach yeah. it from that so perspective. That's one, of the, one of our learning points was that actually in mm. 2019, because it was our first one, we brought everybody together. Mm. We realized that actually students are going to need their own time. Mm. to come and get to connect with businesses. Instead of them coming to us, we're going to them. Yeah. So that's one thing that's changed for this year. So mm. the X was going to be really focused around the business, you know, side of things where, you know, B2B more sort of okay. you know, talking to each other and, and different talks happening. The educators conference is for us to go and speak to actually the educators, I as see. it says, and the education day is for us to go and speak to the students. So we sense. kind of separated and we think that's the first feedback we got. And I think yeah, it's okay. going to be brilliant this year. And yeah. the visitors coming from Yorkshire or are we getting people from all over the world? Field? Yeah, uh -huh. all over the world we've got people coming from dubai uh, us everywhere Excellent. yeah yeah Fantastic. that's what that's one another great thing is actually bringing you know the economy to hope yeah. you know to the humble so what what type of organization if they listen to this should be coming to this event it's for everyone yeah you don't just have to be in tech to come and attend okay. a tech event yeah. because your business is probably using technology mm -hmm. right so that's, that's kind of what we're saying yeah so you know if you're in a business that you're looking at okay how can i use digital transformation for my business i want to learn about what's happening come and have a come and have a look register it's free to register mm -hmm. so you know you can attend you know throughout the day come and network with other people get involved and you can, I guess it's a good opportunity to just pick a lot of brains of people yeah. involved in technology yeah. around the country. Find out what's happening, you know. I mean, you know, come and talk to people, you know, if you guys are attending or doing something and attend what what, what does that mean to go paperless or, mm. yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean, you know, mm. using technology, you know, uh, you know, invoicing everything, you know, online or whatever, you know, what, what does the cloud do? Mm. What is all this metaverse stuff? Do you know what mm. I mean? So 
come and have a look at it. Let's take the podcast on tour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Podcast on tour. Yeah, we could do it part of the week. So where, where is all this? So it's at the MKM Stadium? Yes. Yes, we've got the MKM Stadium as one of the venues. We've also got the Hilton Hotel in Hull as one of okay. the other venues. And obviously the colleges. Um, okay. Yeah. Brilliant. And I want to talk about talent again. Just what are yeah. there some specific roles that are really difficult to find at the minute? Yeah. Or is it all of them in technology? Uh, there are specific roles. I mean, yeah. as you probably know, uh, Hull and Sharks and the Humber were heavily Microsoft sort of, you know, uh, tech stack. Yeah. You know, .NET Everywhere. developers, you know, you can't get them. You know, right. C Sharp, you know, JavaScript, all that, you know, you can't get them at all. You know, we're having to result in going contracting a lot for some of our clients. So they're very difficult skills to, to sort of, you know, to find now. Are you, are you getting people to relocate to Hull? Because we talk a lot about brain drain and we lose people from mm -hmm. Hull and York, Yorkshire, in fact. Are you actually yeah. flipping on its head? Are you getting people to recruit and come here? We're finding that people want to move uh, just because of they don't like the fast-paced lifestyle. If, mm. You know, if they're living centrally in London, you know, again, since the pandemic, people are rethinking in terms of, you know, where am I going to settle down? You know, do you know that actually from Hull, 15 minutes, you're... You're at the seaside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can go in a nice walk to the Yorkshire Dales and all that kind of stuff. So we're not just selling the jobs. We're selling, actually, it's a lifestyle. You know, yeah. if you want a lifestyle change, this is where you need to be, you know, not in central London. But do uh, on that, do, do many employers, because we were saying earlier on around the fact that actually some people could be sat just for this argument uh -huh. um, down in Cornwall, but uh -huh. work for a company in, in the Humber. Mm -hmm. Are employers saying that you've got to be within a certain, you know, certain time frame from from the office or are they saying actually you know what i don't care as long as you're able to get online and do your job that's, yeah that's fine by us what's the some are and some aren't you know some are saying look we need you 60 within 60 miles or within an hour's driving to okay. hull mm. so you know that gives us a bit of an option to go to places like york and leeds and sort of sheffield to to hire those people some are saying work from anywhere in the world you know you're going to be in the bahamas and as long as you get the job done, uh, they're not really bothered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me my sufficient. We are seeing more and more, I think Elon Musk's email, which we talked about a few months ago, I, I feel like we're seeing more businesses wanting to get people back into the office yes. and, and less remote. Is that is that fair? And do you think that will continue or do you think it'll yeah. revert back to remote? I think that's fair. You know, uh, I mean, from our perspective, our own experience as a business, you know, I gave a choice to my team and say, look, okay, what do you want to do? Everybody mm. wanted to come back to the office mm. because we feel like we're more creative, we're more inspired working together. But there's always the option to have a bit of both. Mm. You know, I think it depends on a business by business case. You know, we can't all be uniform and do everything uh, the same. You know, I think that, you know, the, the trend is that people want to get back and work together, yeah. you know, even if it's for two or three days and then still have that you know, that days where you're, you're at home or doing something else, uh, working from home. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, I want to ask you a question I ask everybody, which is, um, podcast is called Tomorrow's Workplace Today. Yeah. So if you cast your mind forward 10 years, mm -hmm. what are the big seismic changes do you think that you're going to see within the, the tech recruitment market? I think the tech recruitment market is completely going to get disrupted. So we're going to get, we still are going to have the personal sort of, you know, touch of speaking to a human. Mm -hmm. But I think it's got it's going to be a lot automated. There's a lot of mundane tasks that, that can be automated. Uh, I think that's going to that's where the future is going to go, and it's going to be sort of technology that will be able to get into talent quite quicker and mm -hmm. access talent quite quicker, uh, more faster than than us as, as humans. Um, with regards to sort of you know the the jobs market, I think obviously we know manufacturing is getting disrupted like there's no tomorrow. You know, so there's going mm -hmm. to be 
who knew that there's going to be a social media manager job role, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a few years ago, right? So obviously, you know, there's a lot that is happening in, in terms of disruption. I think if you're a business that is in manufacturing or any sort of supply chain, you need to start looking at tech, mm. you know, immediately, you know, start talking to you guys, you know, about, okay, what does the future look like? What I need to do to innovate, you know. Um, you can come on again. Yes. <laughs> I'll charge. <laughs> but yeah, there is that at the moment. And I think we're seeing that because of the businesses that we're working with. Yeah. You know, we're working with some really heavy duty manufacturing businesses that are coming to us and looking at innovation and tech mm. in terms of, you know, how can they use digital transformation? So, you know, it's going to change the whole industry. Um, I think the legal industry is going to change. You know, you're no longer be, going to be able to go to court and the decision is going to be made by a jury or something like that. A computer will make that decision because it can historically go and look at all other cases mm. and say whether you and your missus are splitting up or staying together or whatever, you know, so that's going to happen. I think that's going to be big changes. Really? Which, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Obviously the financial sector is already changing. We know that with FinTech, you know, that's already one of the most disrupted industries. Um, Insurance is, is being disrupted in short tech. So, you know, if you start looking at, you know, how you pay for your car insurance, you know, that's going to be based upon, you know, you know, all, everything that the data that your car is giving to you now that all our cars are connected. Do you know what I mean? So that's going to be happening. And then you've got obviously the metaverse, you know, when you start mm -hmm. looking at sort of blockchain, NFTs, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that is all happening right now. So it's a lot to take in. So if you're not clued up, start getting clued up. And this podcast is a great opportunity to do that. Love that. Yeah. Brilliant. Should we end it there? Look at that. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much for yeah. well, your time, you. Antonio. Really appreciate it. Brilliant. Good man. Right, guys. So sorry to jump in here, but my, my chief content wizard has insisted that I stop and ask for a favour yet again. Uh, so apparently about 70% of the people watching are not actually subscribing or following us on our channels. So please, come on, what are you doing? Help us out. You're having your cake and eat it. So yeah, apparently there's a bell to press. So press the bell, click subscribe, and please help us on our journey. Thank you very much. <laughs>